put yourself in the other person's shoes. Just for a moment, try to see whatever it is through their eyes. And that often in and of itself is enough. Mm-hmm. And it is truly an action of loving. Doesn't matter if you're feeling like doing it or not feeling like doing it. It's something that you can make the effort to do. And it, it is extremely effective. This week, how do you take love out of the background of your marriage and make it an action that you execute every single day? Dr. Noelle Nelson has answers. Stay tuned. Okay, here's the deal. I love wine. I know a little bit about wine, but I'm not an expert. But you know who is? Our wine club partner, touring and tasting. We have been working together for five years now, and I can honestly say that they have delivered to my door some of the best wines I have ever had. We started working with them so that we could deliver to you an ongoing reminder, a treat to slow down with your spouse and enjoy each other's company and to reconnect. To help facilitate with each shipment, we provide simple date night ideas and touring and tasting shares background information on the wineries and includes recipes that will pair well with your wines. I should note that many of these wines are typically only available if you actually visit the winery or become a member of that wine club. The customer service from touring and tasting is ridiculous. I have a friend who joined and then called me to rave about how enjoyable their customer service experience was. That's unheard of, right? So here's the deal. There are no membership fees. Shipping is free. You can cancel at any time, and these unique award-winning wines come with 100% satisfaction guaranteed, which means they guarantee the wine is delicious or they will replace it free upon request. If you decide the wine you just had was amazing and you want to reorder, you can save up to 70% off of retail. Now here's the closer. If you sign up today, you will receive your first shipment for half price. You can join right now and get your first shipment for a flat fee of $49 plus tax. This is before the half price offer. So your pre-taxed first shipment is less than $25 for two amazing bottles of wine. This is a limited time offer, so don't wait. Go to hitchedmag.com and click the wine club link to join today. Gift options are also available Ahem, wedding season around the corner. And again, visit hitchedmag.com and click the wine club link to join in celebrating your marriage. Cheers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of hitchedmag.com. I am joined once again by the lovely, the talented, the genius... Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. (laughs) Thank you, Steve. Uh, Noelle is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad. Noelle is the author of many best-selling books, including Your Man is Wonderful, also Dangerous Relationships. Her latest book is Happy Healthy Dead. You can get more information at her website, noellenelson.com. Uh, and I also want to mention that she has a fantastic online group called Meet the Amazings that you can find on uh, Facebook and Google+, so check those out. Uh, this week, 
Noelle and I are going to discuss when love is in the background. Uh, so love, at least in marriage, is both a feeling and a choice. Uh, and, you know, that's kind of a duh. Spouses can choose to uh, <clears throat> spouses choose to marry each other. And it's, you know, it's not just some random lottery. But more than just the choice of a person, Noelle, you say that love is an active choice throughout the marriage. Yes. And by that, I don't mean the feeling, because the feeling of love is something that we have no control over. As a matter of fact, sometimes, you know, when you look at your spouse, you say, really? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But the feeling, it comes and it goes. And and it is grand. When that feeling sweeps over you, it, it feels wonderful. But often, when life, on the contrary, takes over, you find that the feeling of love for your mate, it's not front and center. It's it's never gone, but it's somewhere in the background. And that's when it is time to let the actions of love take over, because love is very much an action as well as a feeling. Mm-hmm. To be loving as a verb uh, is every bit as essential to a good marriage as it is to feel love for your spouse. Yeah. I, I love uh, marriage as a verb because you can't take action. And so I'm assuming we're going to discuss some of those actions. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And I'd like to start with a very um, obvious one called honor your commitment. Okay. So let's take the one that most people think of when they say, you know, honor your commitment. They think of uh, monogamy because for most people, marriage is synonymous with monogamy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, when I used to do therapy a number of years ago, I really had to put a lid on it when a spouse would say to me, having just had an affair, oh, but I love my wife or I love my husband. And it was all I could do not to say, really? (laughs) Because what they were saying is the feelings there, I mean, I still feel that, that feeling of love for my husband or wife, but they weren't doing the doing of love in the sense that they had made a commitment, most most married people do, had made a commitment to be monogamous. Mm -hmm. And they were not honoring that commitment because to say out of one side of your mouth, I love my spouse and mean it, okay? Because these people meant it. But on the other hand, to be doing something that literally was a 180 from the promise they had made is not the action of love. So honoring a commitment is something that needs to happen, not just when it's convenient. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where we go awry. I mean, it's really easy to stay monogamous when your spouse is looking hot or, um, you know, you've just had this, this fabulous experience of something or other together and it's, it's rebonded you, if you will. And, and so it would never even cross your mind to have an affair. Mm -hmm. It's not so convenient when your spouse is eight and a half months pregnant or or your spouse is ill or your spouse has injured their leg, knee, heart, whatever, right? It's it's not really convenient then to honor one's commitment or when there's, you know, some hot tootsie at work, male or female, that's flirting with you. It's not maybe as convenient to honor your commitment. But that really is the action of loving. Mm -hmm. 
It, Honoring it, that commitment. I, I was going to say, um, one of the things that uh, bothers me is when people say like, oh, it's not in their character to do this. Like, I can't believe it. And well, no, if you did it, like that is your character. Like, that's exactly <laughs> who you are. Like, yeah, I hear true. that a lot where, oh, that's so out of character for them to act that way. Really? That looks exactly like that's the kind of character that that person has. They've just never been in one of those situations, to your point, where they were actually forced to reveal it, right? Um, exactly. Exactly. When that side of them came it, out. Yeah. And and also, what you're talking about, you know, it's it's easy to love when you, you've had this, like, great bonding experience and all this other stuff. Um, I would say, like, that is kind of the point of Hitched, is to help people not... Right get put into those stressful situations where they're, where they have these like tough situations to constantly be in that state of good, fun bonding positions. Um, so anywho, uh, so the next, yeah. And now I want to take it one step further though, Okay. because I started out with the biggie, which is monogamy. Yeah. But let's talk about honoring the other commitments that you make as a part of a couple. Yeah. Okay. For example, to you get bathroom duty. Or you have vacuum duty mm-hmm. or you have, you know, make dinner duty and the other has wash dishes duty, right? Now, there are days, I guarantee there are days when you don't want to fulfill that commitment, right? But the action of loving as opposed to the feeling, the action of loving is to suck it up and do it anyway. The reward is that you actually end up feeling loving once mm-hmm. you've performed a loving action. Gotcha. I think that we have a tendency to believe that the feeling has to come before the action. I'll hear often of people, and this is a little off topic from marriage, but you'll, you'll see the analogy, Steve. People will often say to me, well, I can't write because I don't feel like writing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like saying to them, if I waited till I felt like writing, I would rarely get anything written. And as you know, I write an awful lot. Yeah. So yeah. what I've learned, really, I've learned that the feeling of wanting to write actually comes more often once I've started to write, regardless of where I was at. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing with committing to those, whatever you want to call them, chores, duties, whatevers that you guys have decided within your couple are yours to do, that once you actually start the doing of it, the feeling will more often than not kick in. Yeah, I, that's a, that is such a, a great point because you're right. Like a lot of times you have to fake it to make it kind of stuff or act yeah. as if. Um, and I yeah. I totally get that. And I, uh, to use another analogy, sometimes that happens with me with running, for example. Like I don't feel sure. like running and then I'll start running and then I get that little runner's high and I'm like, oh, damn, I'm so glad I just got my legs moving. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think you'll find that with most people who do a sport regularly, mm-hmm. it almost doesn't matter what the sport is, that once you, you, you don't necessarily feel like getting, you know, getting your gym clothes on and going, but once you're in the thick of it, it does feel good. Yeah. It, and that would be, again, interestingly enough, a loving action. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, it's interesting too, because there's a lot of, um, productivity, uh, articles and stuff that you can read or books or whatever. And a lot of them talk about, the the importance of preparation because you need to like build up that inertia in the beginning that momentum to get you to that spot where you're actually doing so for example for talking mm-hmm. about exercise it's put your gym clothes together 
the mm-hmm. night before you're getting up or whatever, or, or if you're trying to get to work on time, lay out your clothes the night before, because like who wants to do these things, right? But once you get going, right. uh, it helps. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, getting back on topic a little bit here, uh, you say the next um, action to be taken uh, is to be kind. Yes. Again, when the feeling of love isn't front and center, it's often because your spouse has revealed themselves to be less than perfect. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In other words, an imperfect person just like you. So, you know, they're cranky or they're having an off day or whatever it is. They're not, they're not perfect. They're not your ideal view of what you think they should be doing. Sometimes they're not even your hoped for view of what they should be or be doing. Um, my, uh, my mom, when she got in somewhere in her back eighties, uh, she lived to be 95. So somewhere in the end of her eighties, um, my dad just very graciously wouldn't let her drive anywhere anymore because it was extremely challenging to be driving with mother about then her mm-hmm. reflexes weren't so hot and her, her sense of, you know, where she was, um, wasn't so hot, but he never said it to her. He never said, dear, you can't be driving what he did. And this is where the be kind comes in. They were married 60 years. They were, had a very, very good relationship, Mm -hmm. but the be kind is he would simply say, Oh, let me take you to the hairdresser. Mm. Oh, you know, I have a lot to do in town. I'll be happy to drop you off at the, at the, at the, whatever the, 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 the dry cleaners. In other words, he would just make up an excuse that did not um, hurt her ego, if you will. Mother okay. was a very proud and very independent woman, and yet uh, made sure that nobody was in danger. <laughs> okay, yeah. self because really, mother by that stage was she was all all there in her mind, but her her reflexes and such weren't so hot. Sure. And um, I always thought that was one of the most loving things I had ever seen done. Was it convenient for my father? Not particularly. He did have other things to do, and he did have other things that he wanted to be doing. But to him, loving his wife was more important than anything. Mm. And I, I mean, it brings me to tears now. And that is a, a true example of be kind. Mm-hmm. I love that story. That is fantastic. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's um, one of the things that I like to say is – Assume your spouse isn't trying to be mean to you. Assume <laughs> your spouse yes. loves you, right? Like to your point at the very beginning of this, um, we we chose this person and we chose this person yep. for a reason. Um, yep. And so when things are inconvenient or they do something that upsets us, instead of jumping to uh, outrage or anger or disappointment or whatever, m- jump to the assumption that, it wasn't intentional to harm you in any way or inconvenience right. you. It was, you know, this person hopefully loves you. And so make that assumption. Right. Absolutely. And when they, and you know, to take a less dramatic example than my dad with my mom's driving is most often this happens, you know, when your, your spouse is cranky or, or out of sorts or whatever. And what you can do very simply Assuming, as you just said, pointed out so accurately, Steve, is that, yes, they do love you, but the love's in the background right this minute, right? Mm, Is right. to ask, is there anything I can do to make it better? Anything I can do for you to, to make it better? And we'll just wait. 
even though what you want to do is run in the other room, hide your face in, in your computer, it's just wait a minute. And if they say, no, <laughs> as in leave me alone, that's your cue. But if they say, oh, oh gosh, I could use a back rub or a hug or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, get me a glass of water, whatever it is, that, if you will, kind of helps to reestablish the balance. You've let them know that you know that they're having it, they're out of sorts, but you're also letting them know that you're not going to let it throw you out. Mm-hmm of the love. You're going to do that loving action of saying, you know, is there anything I can do to make it better? And if you can, you will. And and if they don't want it, that's fine too. It's equally loving to then say, okay, and let them be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that, that's another good, good point. Uh, then moving on, you say Uh the, uh, next action, uh, to be considered is to, and this is interesting, bite your tongue. Yo, (laughs) (laughs) something you don't like, like they're cranky or they're, or they're driving erratically, whatever is as much as possible in the situation is don't blame, don't criticize, count to 10 and zip it because at the heart of something you don't like. hmm? I was just going to say, so this sounds like it almost gets more granular to the previous one of be kind. Yes, it does. It's like the next step, which is to say that at the heart of, the, of what's going on, there's a problem. But being loving, the action of loving, is not focusing on the problem. It's aiming for a solution. Hmm. That's where I'm going. That's what my dad did, frankly. Got it. He didn't focus on the problem, which his mother drives like a damn fool. What he did is he, he looked for a solution that would respect her, obviously. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's where the, the, the action of loving is, is not to harp on the freaking problem. Yes, your spouse is cranky. So to say to them, gosh, you're really being cranky, is not going to make things better. If anything, it usually makes things worse. Because mm-hmm. they'll go, no, I'm not. Or they'll go, well, like, you never get cranky? I mean, it, it becomes one of those. As opposed to, and that's why I say count to 10. We were taught to do, at least my generation was taught to do that as kids. Uh-huh. Right? You were supposed to count to 10 before you said something mean or angry or whatever. And all it does is it gives you a moment to kind of like just assess. And instead of harping on the problem is do the action of loving, which is to look for a solution. Together or singly, it doesn't matter. But but the idea is go for the solution. And that it really helps if you just, pardon my language, but but shut up for a minute. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is. Uh, it's, it's interesting, too, because half the problems that you hear about within relationships is the other person doesn't even they, they just don't feel heard. And if you right. could just shut up to your point uh, and just yes. hear them out, bite your tongue, don't try to offer a solution <laughs> or don't try to solve the problem, like just listen to them sometimes. And that yep. might be all that they needed. They didn't need any fixing. Sometimes people just need to vent. Sometimes people just need to be heard. Sometimes people, whatever. So, um, that that is a great one. Uh, and so this one is something we, we, um, we've talked about often, which is seek to understand. Yes. And I think that is, as you said, we have talked about it often, but I wanted to include it because it is such a basic action of loving, which is, Put yourself in the other person's shoes just for a moment. Try to see whatever it is through their eyes. And that often in and of itself is enough 
Mm-hmm. And it is truly an action of loving. Doesn't matter if you're feeling like doing it or not feeling like doing it. It's something that you can make the effort to do. And it, it is extremely effective. Mm-hmm. And I feel like all these are kind of, um, the, these have a good synergy to them of, of being kind and biting your tongue and seeking to understand. Uh, and, and one of the things that you mentioned about your mother and father was how your father was prioritizing, uh, your mother and her feelings and everything. And which is something that I constantly preach is just prioritize your marriage. And Mm -hmm. when you do that, it makes all the subsequent decisions that much easier because when it's the first thing that you take into consideration, everything else, uh, is given a lot more clarity and direction and the choices that you then make from that point forward. Um, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Yes, I would agree. And, and so this last one getting to this whole synergy thing, and you just mentioned counting to 10, uh, the last thing you suggest is being mindful. And I would probably, I would say that counting to 10 would help with that. Yes, it would. It does. Of course it does. And it's part of being really present, which is to appreciate what's, whatever's going on in the here and now moment by moment. And not to worry about the feeling because sometimes people worry, oh, I don't, I'm not feeling loving. Well, it'll probably come back. Just, just kind of hang and deliberately appreciate or value whatever's going on in the moment, whatever your eye lights on or your, your ears hear, which is what mindfulness is. It's staying very, very present in the moment with your five senses and just hang Mm -hmm. because chances are excellent that as you notice your spouse's smile or you notice that, oh, they are tired. The things you notice right there in the moment will kick in both the action of loving and the feeling of love. Because mm-hmm. after all, it's simply in the background. It's not gone. And what's really interesting about all this is we're, we're talking about love in the background. But when you are being mindful, as you just um, su- suggested and um, sh- ha- ha- described, that is bringing love to the foreground. That is like a love action, right? So you might not feel it, but when you go through the action to all these points that we've been talking about, when you go through these love actions, um, that raises them to the foreground. So it's really interesting how this all comes about. And to this um, being mindful point, um, when you were talking about using all your senses, one of the things that I want to uh, like drill down on is that also means putting down your phone, closing your laptop screen. Um, yeah. You know, really being present with your partner. Yep. Uh, cause I yep. think, and, and I love me some tech. Like I'm literally sitting <laughs> with my, my wearable next to my phone in front of a laptop next to an iPad next to a desktop. Like I am literally right. surrounded by technology right now. I love it. Um, but I also know that you have to be able to put it away and give full attention. And one of the things that I've noticed is uh, because it seems to be a little more rare these days where people are completely undistracted by their technology. When you deliver that, uh, people are extraordinarily receptive to it because it's, well, it's a very potent message. Yeah. Yeah. It may, I mean, it just makes it all down. 
it makes them feel important, right? It makes them feel like they matter Absolutely. when you do all Absolutely. that stuff. So. And it's true. It, it does mean they matter. Yeah, go back to your word, prioritize. When you, you know, shut down your screen, turn off your, you know, put aside your phone, et cetera, et cetera, what you're saying is you are my highest priority. Mm-hmm. Not, my, not my phone, not Facebook, not my whatever else is going on on your technology. That in and of itself is a very powerful message of love. Yeah. It's interesting because uh, one of the things that we're able to do today is we are able to carry on multiple conversations with multiple people in multiple locations simultaneously. And uh, my wife or I will be on our phone texting with you know three or four different people at the same time um, independently. And then we will also try to have a conversation in person. And a lot it can of be time, challenging. it could be totally challenging. Right. And, um, it's interesting because we almost have, we've had to work through this. And one of the things that we now do is we will just tell the other person, like, you know, sometimes, you know, we are living in 2017. And so I, I get it. Like you can do, you can have these conveniences of having these multiple conversations, Um, And that's just the way it is. But sometimes you want that uninterrupted, full focus, full attention. And when those times arise, um, I will tell her or she will tell me, oh, I want to, you know, I want like undivided attention here. And we will take our phone, flip it upside down and like set it down on whatever surface is nearest to us. And just like look at each other and have the conversation. And the other... The other thing that that like one of the big important things that that does is because you have focused all of your attention, the conversation actually goes quicker a lot of times because you're not having to. Oh, sure. You're not having there's no misinterpretation. um, And your spouse at that point feels like, oh, they heard me. They care what I have to say. Like, so there's a respect to it. There's there's so many great things about it. Um, but I don't, you know, Steve, we, if you do any studying of body language, what you learn very quickly is that people feel heard when they have eye contact with whoever's listening. Mm. It is hard to maintain eye contact when you're texting at the same time. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, no, that is a really great point. That's a great point. And yeah, because you, uh, for those who don't know, Noel uh, is, uh, does a lot of stuff within the business community. And, uh, and so, yeah, that I know, you know, that your stuff on that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, oh, th- this was this was great, Noel. Um, I could talk uh, forever, but um, I think we will wrap this one up. <laughs> Did you have any final points that you wanted to add, or anything else? No, just that I think it's wonderful that people are sufficiently invested in their marriages and the love of their marriages to pay attention to things like Hitched. Yeah, it says uh, a lot. Of- about your courage and worthiness. Yeah, I, I want to, yeah, that's a, thank you for saying that. I, I want to thank you listeners. I have had a couple people just within the last week. Um, and I, I say this in private, but I don't really say this in public, which I feel like I should. I understand the nature of hitched is personal. And I understand that a lot of it, the content of hitch isn't to be, uh, socially shared as widely as like a cute puppy video. Like nobody <laughs> sees an article that helps them on hitched or listens to a podcast that helps them on hitched 
and then goes onto Facebook and shares it or goes onto Twitter and shares it. I mean, we do get some of that, but if the way that a lot of people use Hitch is they will have a problem or they'll have a question about the relationship, they will do a Google search and they will find the answer on our website and then they will move on and not share it with their closest friends and relatives of like, oh, I had a crush on my coworker who just started in the office. What do I do about that? Um, and so it's understandable why that wouldn't happen. But just this last week, I had two different people come up to me in my own personal life who I didn't even know read Hitched or listened to the podcast and talked about how they look at it every single day and how they have um, used the the tips and information and gone through some of these very concrete examples that we have provided um, and implemented them into the relationship. And one of them told me that their spouse was like taken aback almost because they started mm-hmm. to do something that was a cycle within the relationship. And he uh, took some of this uh, information about communication skills that we talk about, implemented them. And she, in response, was like, what? Like, all, it, like, all, it like shut it down. And then she had to say, like, then they moved on to the conversation of, like, how did you do that? Like, where did you, like, right. why, why would you say something like that? Like, that was so, like, disarming. And he was right. like, oh, yeah, like, I read my friend's site and it really worked. And so it was, it's just very, That's great. yeah. And so it's very encouraging. And I just want you guys all to know that, um, uh, your consumption of the stuff that we put out is very much appreciated. And, uh, you know, I do this and everybody who works on hitched and contributes to Hitched does it because, uh, at least for me personally, it, I think happy relationships, happy marriages will make the world a better place. Because so much of the pain in the world is people lashing out because they themselves are hurt or unheard of or unheard. And so um, hopefully we're we're providing a little bit of that um, strengthening to to your relationship. So thank you. Thank you for mentioning that, Noel. Okay, And with that said, we're going to wrap it up officially. So I want to thank you so much for your time, Noel. I, and before we, we close it out, I want to remind everyone that Noel is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad. And if you have any like amazing places in this world that you want uh, Noel to do some speaking at abroad, um, put her up in five-star hotels. Give her some like good, <laughs> good places to go hiking uh, and do some re- like really great photography because then I will benefit from the pictures she shows when she returns from her trips. Uh, Noel is the author of many best-selling books. Uh, her most recent relationship books are Your Man is Wonderful and the other is Dangerous Relationships. Her latest book, however, is called Happy Healthy Dead. It is a fantastic book on living a happy, healthy life uh, all the way up to the end. You can get more information at her website, noelnelson.com. You can find her on the social platforms uh, at Twitter at, at Dr. Noel Nelson. You can uh, also follow along with some really inspiring stories on her social uh, group called Meet the Amazings, and you can find that specifically at Facebook and um, also Noel Post on Google+. Plus. And of course, you can get this information and much, much more at our website, hitchedmag.com. If you like what you hear, you can leave a, a rating or review on iTunes or Stitcher. That helps other people discover this podcast if you think it's worthy of their time, and hopefully you do. And uh, so thank you very much for listening, and thank you so much for your time, Noel. It's always a pleasure. 
Thank you, Steve. All right, that's going to do it. Take care, everybody.